2: Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on.
0: Good evening. Thanks for joining us at six tonight. I'm Julian Grace. We appreciate your time. We want to get right to your forecast and it might feel like summer out there now, but a cold front is on the way. Meteorologist Anthony Baglione joins us tonight in the WRL Severe Weather Center. And Anthony, that cold front is coming just in time for Halloween. It is Julian. It's going to make it feel a little bit more spooky as we head into Tuesday and Wednesday. Good
3: Sunday evening to all of you. Let's talk about here what we're expecting out there the next couple of days. We did see high temperatures today in the low to mid 80s. They tied a record once again there in Raleigh at 83. That record was set back in 1922. Not quite to the record there of 85 in Fayetteville, but we hit 84 degrees here unofficially this afternoon. Here's where we are headed, though. Tomorrow, another warm day. We will be very close to records at 85 tomorrow afternoon. We dropped, though. Look at that just incredible temperature change there into Halloween. 49 degrees into Halloween afternoon. Showers are also going to be possible. We're still dry, though, on Wednesday at 50 let Let's time this out here. I'm going to start us off tomorrow evening at 10 o'clock or so for our Monday night, a stray shower possible. Even early Halloween morning, we could see just an isolated shower. By that point, we go through the day up until about trick or treating time frame. I'll pause this at eight o'clock in the evening. This specific model is trending a little bit drier in the evening, which would bode well. I do not think this will be a washout storm system. There could just be a few inconvenient showers there into Halloween evening. Then we go into Wednesday morning, Julie, looking a whole lot better, but a big time temperature. Or we'll talk about just how long it lasts though here in just a
0: few minutes now that is a spooky forecast just in time for halloween All right, thanks anthony we have tragic news tonight family members tell wrl the 15 year old boy shot near moore square middle school in raleigh earlier this week has died shamar leverett passed away from his injuries at wake med hospital this afternoon police say leverett was shot near the middle school by 22 year old steven stanley on monday Police initially charged Stanley with assault with a deadly weapon, inflicting serious injury and possession of a firearm by a felon. After the shooting, we're still working to learn when charges will be upgraded. We're getting reaction tonight to that shocking racial slur seen late Friday night and early Saturday morning on a traffic sign in Southern Wake County. Now someone changed this sign on Brook Road to display a racial slur. The electronic sign wasn't locked and someone was able to hack the passcode. It was fixed by 6 a.m. yesterday. The DOT spokesperson says the sign belongs to two contractors, Branch Civil and Flat Iron. Today, a Flat Iron spokesperson provided us with a statement. It reads, quote, the Flat Iron Branch team is extremely dismayed by the act of vandalism at one of our local construction projects. We regret that area residents experienced this offensive action. We are investigating how this could have happened and are taking steps to prevent it from happening again. Each day, the people of Flatiron and Branch strive to build an inclusive culture and contribute to the well-being of the communities where we live and work. We asked civil rights advocate Gerald Givens what he thought about how the sign's owners reacted.
2: If it's true that what happened was someone hacked into their system, And took advantage of them and posted that hateful word there. I honestly believe that they're being sincere to our community and to to the nation as a whole. It's never good for anyone to use that word at any time. and, And I commend the company for at least putting out a statement.
0: The DLT says the contractors have addressed the issue to ensure this sign and others are secured at both and both are locked and passcodes are in place. Another rally supporting Palestinians taking place in Moore Square this afternoon. Now this marks the third weekend in a row. W.R.L.'s Carly Haynes is there with what they're calling for and how the Jewish community is reacting. Carly.
4: Julian, we've covered several of these rallies now. This one today had about 200 plus people. They mourned the children of Gaza who were killed during the conflict. They laid shoes on the ground to represent the kids who were taken and said prayers for them. They chanted, end the genocide and end the siege. Some had signs that read, resisting occupation isn't terrorism. There are also members of the Jewish community here who are standing with Palestinians telling us they were against Zionism. Other members of the Jewish community tell us chants like end the genocide are hypocritical, as it suggests Israel should let Hamas destroy their states.
0: It looks like giving people back their rights and their freedoms to not have to fear being bombed every night, to not have to fear whether they can go back home, whether they can contact their family, whether they're going to have electricity.
2: Israel was attacked by terrorists and Israel is now defending itself. And as long as Hamas stays in control, there will be no peace and more Israelis will die.
3: The
4: people who organized the Palestinian rally today are planning up to go to D.C. next week to rally at the nation's capital. Julian, back to you.
0: Carly Haynes reporting live for us tonight in Raleigh. Thank you. Two teens are recovering after being shot at a party in Raleigh. The WRAL breaking news tracker was at the scene around 2 a.m. along Crosslink Road and Dan, Dan Ridge Drive, that is. Police say several adults and teens were gathered before an argument happened and someone started shooting. The two male victims received treatment at the hospital and were released. So far, no arrest. <laughs> Well, we're working to learn more about a shooting near the Oxford Manor apartments in Durham. This was the scene from the WRL breaking news tracker around midnight. You can see multiple Durham police officers on site, some searching the area. A canine officer also was brought in to assist. We're trying to learn the conditions of people involved after two vehicles caught fire near a home in Durham. Police tell us a person was inside one of those cars but managed to get free. This happened around 4.30 in the morning near Carpenter, Fletcher Road and Barbie Road. No word on what caused the fires there. Two vehicles caught on fire near a home in Durham early this morning. A person was inside one of the vehicles when it was on fire, and one of the cars appeared to be flipped upside down. A police officer told WRAL News the person made it out of the burning car before police arrived. Both cars were damaged and one sustained heavy damage. The scene was near Carpenter, Fletcher Road and Barbie Road. WRL is still working to learn what happened and what caused the fire, whether anyone was hurt. Early voting is underway for a number of local elections. You have until November 4th to cast your vote early. Mayoral races are happening in Durham, Fayetteville and Chapel Hill, among others, and three-way county towns are voting on parks and recreation bonds. Voters in Fuquay Varina, Holly Springs, and Wendell will decide whether the proposed park improvements are worth the higher taxes. Remember, a new law requires you—yes, you—to present an approved form of voter voter ID, for example, a valid driver's license or a passport. A full list of accessible IDs or acceptable IDs, I should say, is available at the state elections board website. Election day is November 5th. Only about 12% of Durham voters cast a ballot in the municipal pr- primary elections. The low voter turnout causing concern as new congressional maps have also been approved, raising questions about the intersection of race and also politics. WRL's Laura Levine shows us how faith leaders and different organizations are coming together to address certain barriers, bringing souls to the polls. <laughs> From
5: the pews to the polls, St. Joseph AME Church is fired up with the effort to reach beyond the church walls.
2: We're concerned because, quite frankly, once again, democracy is under attack. Uh, North Carolina now has institutionalized or finally implemented uh, what I consider to be voter suppression laws.
5: Senior Pastor Jay Augustine and others have organized a caravan to the polls. As dozens of cars line up, this comes as only about 23,000 out of 203,000 residents participated in the municipal primary election.
2: The numbers have been sad, but we're going to do everything we can today to make sure those numbers increase. We are deliberately targeting NCCU law school. We have geographic proximity with that precinct, but we recognize historically that precinct has underperformed. We don't want it to close.
5: And with that said, some worry the
4: impacts new election maps will have. And I am so concerned about the rights of voters being taken away right and left. After reading about the gerrymandering laws this Thursday, my heart sunk. Rabbi Robin Damsky
5: is one of many faith leaders who shared concerns that election results will no longer be reflective of all people.
4: So to be here and have the opportunity to connect and build community and share and work together to bring goodness together through our votes
2: retrogression in attempting to take us back to a dark time and attempting to disenfranchise deliberately disenfranchise a segment of the community that gives us great pause
5: and Augustine says in the meantime providing transportation access and awareness is crucial to make sure everyone can exercise their constitutional right
2: I invite every person please to vote Your life depends
0: on it. Laura Levine, WREO News in Durham. Republican redistricting officials have repeatedly said they didn't use racial data in drawing the maps. They say it was strictly for, quote, political gain. Republicans say the maps are fair and lawful. A panel of judges is scheduled to hear arguments in a lawsuit that could determine important political appointments right here in North Carolina. The case could ultimately determine who sets electricity rates and who decides what roads get built. Democratic Governor Roy Cooper sued the General Assembly's Republican majority over a law that gives the legislature more appointments to key regulatory boards. The law also takes some appointment power from the governor. As part of a multi-front battle between the legislature and the governor, Cooper has fought and won similar legislative efforts in the past, but changes at the state Supreme Court make it more likely Republicans will be successful this time. Our NC capital team conducted an in-depth review of the power struggle. You can find it at the NC capital section of wrl.com. All the details are right there for you. Coming up after the break, we have so much more to talk about, including this here. The world is big, but a new flight out of RDU is making exploring easier. The new European route that starts tomorrow, plus for more than two years, one Raleigh family has been putting the work to bring the Halloween spirit right to their neighborhood. We'll introduce you to the family behind Indiana bones. Here's a live look at RDU as a new international airline will soon take its first flight out of the airport. Air France will start flying from Raleigh to Paris starting tomorrow. The flight will operate three times each week. Then in March there will be daily service to Paris. A spokesperson for the airport says this is a sign of continued growth at the airport. 2019 set a record with just over 14 million passengers coming through and 2023 is already on pace to exceed that number. As the leaves start to pile up in your yards, Raleigh is ready to start vacuuming your leaves this week. Pickup starts tomorrow, and this is what you need to know. That will start on the south side of town this year in the area in the gray on this map. You see the vacuum trucks move clockwise around the city. Find out when trucks are expected in your zone on the city's homepage. Now, if you don't want to wait, you can always fill your yard, waste, container, and bag leaves for collection. All right, Halloween is Getting closer, so that means Chapel Hill is preparing for Halloween like no other. A couple of busy roads will be closed in the downtown area. Franklin Street from Raleigh to Church Street and Columbia Street from Rosemary to Cameron Avenue. The roads will be closed on Tuesday from 8 to 9.30 p.m. Smaller roads that feed into these areas may be closed as well. Well, have you ever seen a skeleton weed whack the lawn, get a flu shot, or clean the house? I know I haven't. Every day, though, in October, a Raleigh mom and her two kids entertain their neighbors with skeletons doing everyday ordinary chores. Their show is called Indiana Bones and has hundreds of followers on Instagram. It started in 2020 at their home off of Six Forks Road to make people smile during the pandemic. More than 100 poses later, it is still going strong.
5: So these are found items that we have in our house or items that kids have grown out of that we're going to give away, but we won one last hurrah with them.
0: That is so creative. These skeletons don't just work. They go to the spa. They visit the NC State Fair and more. Look for this story on wrl.com to see all their poses. I promise you, you will laugh out loud. That is too funny. (laughs) Anthony, this weather has been gorgeous and I want to bottle it up and keep it. Tell me we can keep it for a while. I got you one more day, Joanne. I put
3: in a Yeah, I put in a good word for you at least tomorrow before we have some changes here into Tuesday. That's going to be our big time cold front coming through and what I want to really focus on here to start off this evening. You can kind of see very clearly here. We're playing spot the cold front on this map right there. We're at 78 in Raleigh. You head back towards Chicago there at 46. That entire air mass is going to get closer and really push all of this warm air out of our. Direction as we head again into Tuesday. Tomorrow should still be on the warm side. We sit at 78 right now. Good evening to you in Raleigh and Durham. 73 in Roxboro, 80 degrees in Fayetteville. Tied the record, by the way, in Raleigh today at about 83 degrees. We didn't quite break it both today and yesterday. There's where we head tomorrow, though. 85 degrees. Yeah, you can very clearly see where that cold front is coming through. Our normal high for this time of year is in the upper sixties. We're going to be in the forties by the time we head into Tuesday 52 on Wednesday. Then we do start to moderate just a little bit back into the seventies by next weekend. Temperature wise, there's going to be a lot going on, so I want to talk kind of exactly what we're expecting for this front. I'm going to start this off at 11 o'clock tomorrow evening where we're still seeing temperatures in the sixties. The actual high temperature for Halloween itself, the official high for the day of Halloween will likely occur just after midnight. So if you're out and about really late, that's when it's going to be the warmest there. Upper fifties, even some sixties showing up on the map. When we go through the day, watch what happens. That cooler air mass starts filtering on in. What you will feel walking outside into the afternoon, there's lunchtime will be the forties and fifties. That's why we have that number 47 there, 49 or so on the map for what we're going to see as everyone's out and about enjoying the actual high temperature will be a little bit warmer by two o'clock in the afternoon. All of that chilly air starts filtering in 43. There is what we're looking at in Raleigh. By the time we head into Tuesday night, it will feel like the low forties for everyone and be breezy, cloudy. We have that chance of a few showers as well there's future cast into tomorrow evening as well. We start off with a few light showers possible. This is not going to be a very moisture rich system thankfully as we go into Halloween but we go through the day light showers are possible. We get into that trick or treating time frame. A lot of this should be on the way out and a lot might be even a little bit generous but I'd say some inconvenient showers will be with us here through the day they push on out. It will not be a totally dreary Halloween so I still would have the umbrella just in case but it's not going to be too too bad. I don't think we're at 85 tomorrow that trick or treating for forecast here into Tuesday evening 47 feeling like 43 though. So I think that's the bigger thing. You'll probably want to bundle up just a little bit. Those costumes, you know, keep you a little bit warm during Tuesday evening. We're at about 40% chance of some showers and then we do start to get some milder air really beautiful beyond that sunshine there on Wednesday, Thursday and Julian as we head into next weekend. Hard to believe that time change is on the map at this point. So a lot going on here in the weather
0: department. That means we get an hour back, right? Yes, more sleep fall back. Bring that hour back. Yeah, thanks Anthony Casey. <laughs> The Panthers, they did it today.
4: Yeah, Julian, the wait is over. The Carolina Panthers, you know, they didn't expect it to come all the way in week 8, but the fellas finally get their first win of the year.
2: And I think it's a big confidence builder for our whole team.
4: When we come back, Chris Lee joins us live from Bank of America Stadium with reaction from the locker room.
2: It's really just setting in now. Uh, It's a special moment. My family was here with me, and um, yeah, it's just now sinking in.
4: Julius Peppers has taken his rightful place in franchise lore. The former Southern Nash and North Carolina stud joins Masin Muhammad as the two newest members of the Carolina Panthers Hall of Honor. Well, the past in the house to see the future Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, both uh, friends since middle school. Also the first two picks of the 2023 20, NFL Draft. Forever linked, constantly compared, and now they were squaring off today in the Queen City. Let's get you at the Bank of America Stadium. Could this be the day? Second quarter, though, they were down 7-0. Young, patient in the pocket. He's going to hit Tommy. Trimble in the end zone. Young, 22 of 31. 235 yards passing. At the PAT no good, so Carolina down one at the half. Late third quarter. Fourth and goal for the Texans. Stroud, the sneak from a yard out. It was his first career rushing touchdown. That gives Houston the lead. But it's Young who engineers his first game winning drive in the fourth. And he leaves it to Eddie Pinheiro, who's going to cap it with a 23-yarder through the uprights. Panthers avoid tying their worst start in franchise history, 15-13 the final. Let's bring in WRL's Chris Lee, who is live from Bank of America Stadium. Who Chris, I think the guys in the locker room probably uh, feel a little relieved today after that first win.
1: Casey, you already know covering teams is kind of tough going into a locker room after a loss. Nobody really wants to talk to you. The guys were all smiles, and it was a sigh of relief because everybody wanted to talk after a win. Now, here's one of the features of a win. The head coach normally gives out a game ball. Well, this is the first time Frank Reich was able to do that this season, so he gave out three. One to Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator. This was his first game calling uh, the plays. Then to Bryce Young and also his kicker, Eddie Pinheiro, who talked to us after the game. And obviously, we got our first win at home. It was awesome. You know, that one was for the fans. And, you know, just thinking thinking before the kick, I was just like, man, like, this fan base really deserves this. You know, we're 0-6. Let's get this W and go home. So. You know, just being in that, that locker room, that environment after a win, um, you know, it's you know it's something you you can't replicate um so it's a huge honor uh to receive that from from coach um and 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 from uh from teammates and again i'm I'm just super grateful to be part of the team
2: shout out to lou keegan you know we were talking about this you know he was talking about it we was in detroit you know know, he's like man i can't wait to just you know we get the dub we come in the locker room and you just handing that you know first win to the rookie so i've been
1: planning on that for a while now Uh, This was also a special game for Frankie Lulu that you just heard from because today was the first time that his mother was able to watch him play right here at Bank of America Stadium, coming all the way over from American Samoa. So he's excited, and that's one of the reasons he had a big-time game, all the tackles and the sack that he had today as well. So Panthers riding high, and of course, Moosin Muhammad and Julius Peppers going into the Panthers Hall of Honor. What a special day for the Carolina Panthers
4: all the way around we'll see you later in sports extra Chris thank you so much well tonight on WRL Sunday night football Bears of the Chargers kickoff at 815 football night in America get you started at seven
1: I didn't know what to say I mean, I've been doing this 35 years and uh, I've never seen two quarters that bad and two quarters that good. Like you said, it's kind of like App State last year, but I thought we were beyond that on defense. Jack, right over the football Second
4: straight week in a row, North Carolina blows a double digit lead. Tar Heels defense looking like their old selves again, giving up 635 yards of total offense. Julian, after starting 6 mm. 0, they've now dropped two in a row. Good news, though. Tez Walker, who was injured late in the game, out of the hospital, back at uh, Chapel Hill, and he's getting better.
0: We're glad to hear that. Thank you, Casey, and thank you for joining us. NBC Nightly News
1: is next.